Hey, welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, and welcome to another week in what feels like Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, the place where you keep living that same day over and over and over again, (laughs) just like Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. It is so bad that I was sitting at dinner with my kids tonight, and they were just silent, and I said, what in the world is the deal? And they said, Mom, there's just nothing to say. (laughs) I was also walking with my friend the other day, and I said, what are you going to do today? And she said, I'm just going to live Groundhog Day again and again. (laughs) So you might be feeling that same way. In the evenings when we're talking about prayer requests, I was asking the kids what what prayer requests they had. They were like, Mom, it's the same thing we had yesterday. We don't see anybody. We don't know anything. We're just here. And I totally get it. And it's, it feels kind of like it's the same day over and over again. But then you get some email or some announcement comes down the pike where the powers that be have dumped some sort of uncertainty and chaos all over your life again. Now you have to immediately start scrambling to figure out what you're going to do about the newest new normal that you're about to encounter that's going to impact you or your kids and your friends and family. Everything that's going to happen in the next few months. And everybody knows this newest new is probably never going to work or stick. So you got to wait till they have the next newest newest new announcement to come out and emerge, causing us all to pivot possibly hard once again. It's enough to drive a person bonkers, but more likely into deeper passions. Just a few days ago on my walk, I was passing one of the houses and the dumpsters were sort of at the end of the road. This one was filled with empty bottles and there were empty cases stacked beside the dumpster as high as the dumpster and they have not had a party. (laughs) Others of us stress, sleep, and eat bags of Oreos till our pants don't fit anymore. And some of the more luckier ones, they handle it a little bit differently and they just run till they can't stand up. All of us are dealing with these inner struggles outwardly. And one thing that's really become clear to me through watching all this transpire is I've been in close proximity with my tribe these last five or six months is that my children are facing it as well. It's not just for the adults. My six daughters and my two sons are not immune to the stresses just because they're younger. As their mother and the spiritual voice and one of the leaders in their lives, uh, aiming them towards godliness, praying for them in specific ways right now is really of utmost importance. It's really a big role that I need to play. It's one of the few things I can do for them right now. Today, I want to offer five powerful ways we can pray over your daughter or someone that maybe is in your sphere of influence that would be fitting kind of under that category. Now, in the future, I'm not going to leave the boys out. We're going to cover them because boys, although it's not politically correct, they are different and we aim them differently than we do uh, girls because God's designed them and purposed them differently. Therefore, our prayers are going to be different and I'll bring you some examples of that when we get to it. There are so many ways to pray and a sundry things to focus upon. I picked five that appear to be of essence right now. As you may know, we don't have a cookie cutter family. And that plays out among the girls, for sure, especially. We run the gamut in terms of color, IQ, ambition, athletic prowess, 
uh, these are just a variety of, of ways we're different, but also in personality. One never wants kids. One still thinks boys are icky, and she's long past the age when you should be thinking that, but she's still there, and uh, we're going to leave her there. And she can't wait until she gets pickup. I don't even know where that comes from. She's from Africa. It's not <laughs> not what I would have thought. And she didn't pick that up from her mother. Another uh, dreams of having a minivan and cannot wait till she has a family and wants to be a mom really bad. <laughs> also did not pick that up from her mother. Ironically, those two share a room, so I don't think they're laying in bed at night talking about it and scheming together. They are so different, all of them, beautifully so. And I tell you this little snippet uh, to communicate how applicable these prayers I'm going to offer to you are going to be because we're so different. I can't just put them all in one barrel and offer to you as one size fits all. And that's so beautiful about the Bible. You don't have to be that way. So chances are these are going to work in your corner, whoever you're dealing with. The first one I want to bring to you, powerful prayer number one, is knowing God. Of all the things we can pray for, for those we love, asking God for them to know Him, to experience genuine intimacy in the secret places, is at the top of the list. To hunger and thirst for it, as in a dry and weary land, is how David describes it, and it's so true. Utilizing scripture offers us the best help when focusing our prayers, especially for other people on behalf of them. For starters, we can take Ephesians 1 verses 16 and 17 where Paul is praying over the people to whom he's writing. And these are the words that he offers. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Two aspects of Paul's act of praying jump out at me when I look at those verses. Number one, it's constant. It's not a once and done sort of check the box of performance that he is doing for them and then he's just going to move on. It's, it's a constant that he is praying in the act of doing that over and over again that is sticking with him. It's his responsibility and he's taking it on. And that is something that is near to me that I need to do the same thing with those that have been entrusted to me. And secondly, Paul seems to recognize this knowledge is spirit-given. It's not something that you have just because maybe your education level is different or uh, you've been to Sunday school more times than someone else. It's it's spirit-given. It transcends ability, education level, any human limitation. In this way, it sort of takes the lid off and uh, offers up a lot of possibilities right there. So if we want to use these verses, we could use them pretty much verbatim. Another one we could utilize in this particular area comes out of 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. That is uh, 3.18. All we need to do here is sort of turn it around and pray something like, I pray that so-and-so grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's just as simple as that. But we want to make sure that we don't waste the scripture that's there. It's just right there to use. So be sure to grab hold of that. Powerful prayer number two is knowing God's love. There's one thing about just knowing God and being familiar with Him and and going to those rich, deep places. But there's another thing about 
understanding fully his love for you on the heels of knowing God intimately is to understand this love that he has for her deeply. Most of us just don't get this. And the reason I know this is because Paul prays so earnestly for it. If he recognized the value of it, the utter necessity of possessing God's love to such a limitless degree, if we really got this, we would be a different people. And I want that for her. I want her to possess anything that God deems possible to possess. God forbid she miss it because I neglected to ask God for it on her behalf. Here are these marvelously selected words from Paul as he continued to write to the Ephesians. This comes a couple of chapters later in chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. The first of it doesn't talk specifically about love, but he's going to pull it in in just a minute. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being. And here it comes. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. If it is possible for this to be true, that my daughter, each one, could be filled with all the fullness of God, and yours also could experience this, so be it. Let us be faithful to ask Him for it. Powerful prayer number three is concerning discernment. Discernment can take on many forms the way I'm thinking about it, in making friends, in selecting study groups, in visiting websites, in uh, what to wear, in what to see as truth coming from teachers as it lines up with scripture, not to mention relationships, and what she should do with her life in the future. It all fits under this umbrella of discernment, which is sort of a mental activity that operates out of the heart that knows and loves the one who loves her. Again, we take Paul as our example and pattern our prayer after him. This time we're going to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. And he says this, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Well, we can also slide over to Romans 12, 2, where Paul instructs us to be sure not to copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Well, as we're praying, it might sound something like, Lord, I pray that so-and-so doesn't copy the behaviors and cultural expectations that surround her. Instead, transform her into a new person. Literally, change the way she thinks so that she will learn to know your will for her life, your good and pleasing and perfect will. Something like that. Just turn those verses around so that they fit the purpose for how you're going to pray for her. But it does fit that discernment issue because it's so important that she have that and that it's biblically based and set forth like that. Powerful prayer number four has to do with protection. Now, when I'm asking God for protection for my daughter, I'm not only thinking about her physical well-being. 
I'm not only considering the risk of germs and wearing a mask and coming down with an incurable virus, although I have no problem praying for the protection for her health. What I have come to know is that there is an enemy lurking around for someone to devour, and trouble will come looking for my daughter. That is a promise, and it will come looking for yours. What I'm asking is that when it comes, that God is there to protect her, that she doesn't lose her faith. I'm trusting God to protect her heart and her mind from the lies of the enemy, not just the boogeyman in the bushes. One scripture we can use, again, comes out of Ephesians, but this is toward the end of the book in chapter 6, verse 11, and it, and it leads up to this point, but put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We want to pray that she knows how to put on the armor of God, and we can teach her that, but we want to pray that in go time, she knows how to do it. We are not praying that she live a sheltered life here where nothing ever happens, but that she's that as she goes, she is equipped for battle so that she can win. But when she is in the heart of it, she knows who holds her. So as we're praying for protection, we can go to the Psalms, and those are just rich places for prayers of protection. We can go to Psalm 32, 7. You are my hiding place, speaking of God. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. And then we can go to Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help and trouble. And in these verses, we just simply replace the pronouns, however you want to use it as you pray. God, be her hiding place, something like that. Be her refuge and strength. What you and I need to really begin to recognize is just the power we have been given in our mundane sameness mixed with sudden chaos and without solutions, that this is the Word of God. We are speaking over her. It is powerful, and we don't want to leave anything on the table and not grab hold of it and utilize it on her behalf. The final prayer, the powerful prayer number five, is regarding significance. Where she finds her worth is essential. To nail this down, whatever age, will set a person free, totally free. What we want is for these truths to take root and pray them over and over and over a person. Now that becomes a divine work. Only God knows what good will come from it. Take for example the transformation that occurs in a person who's accepted Jesus as their Savior to take away their sin. If that can be said of your daughter, of the girl that you're thinking of, to pray over, then 2 Corinthians 5.17 can be prayed over her. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. How can we pray this verse? Well, does she realize she's totally new? Is she looking for significance in the old ways she was once satisfied? Is she believing the lies that the enemy is throwing at her? Does she understand what Christ has given her? A completely clean life on the inside? Now, that's impossible outside of God himself. So these are things you can pray for her. We can also take 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Peter is telling his audience that this is who they are now. 
in Christ. They no longer must depend on this old covenant that was so weighted down. But each believer has been called out individually into the presence of God as holy, set apart, his chosen, not because he had to, because he wanted to have you as his possession. And finally, you can look at Zephaniah 3.17. This is just a smattering that I can get together in just a little bit of time uh, this week. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Zephaniah 3.17. Does she know he delights in her? Does she realize the God of the universe rejoices over her with singing? That he is with her constantly? Uh, That we would be a part of this work that God can do in anyone we are willing to pray this over? It's not magic, but it is a divine work. Let me encourage you that if, if there is a possibility that these verses have just resonated with you, because we don't pray these over ourselves either, Pray them over yourselves as you're praying them over the person you're thinking of. It'll change your life. It absolutely will set you free. The verses here are for you as well as they are for the person you're thinking to pray over. And I pray that God does a mighty work in your life as you go. And we will just see what God will do. Just so you know, tomorrow is a big day. Another new plan is going to release on you version. And it's called Three Things to Remember When You Feel Defeated. We're going to be gathering a group together to do that next week. So you might check on social media how you can be a part of that. Don't forget there's another plan that just released that's also really powerful. She prays prayer for battling fear. Uh, We're just trying to equip you as best we can in these moments. So just hop on there and see what God would say to you through His Word. I hope you will join us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to scroll down and rate it so that others can find it and leave a review. I look forward to being with you again next time very soon. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith Podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week, and I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier. Please remember to rate, review, and share the podcast. You may never know the difference that you can make by just making a recommendation and sharing a resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself. It's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify into your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember, there is more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheyearns.com where you're going to find more reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange, and it is always a pleasure to meet you here.